This is the Real Estate Pros Podcast, where we teach you actionable marketing tips and strategies to stand out from your competitors. Hi everyone, it's Josh Cobb here, the CEO of Steps. And this week, we're going to go back in time to how marketing was done in the olden days. We're going to look at why things changed significantly when television came along and why so many brands are now going back to how marketing used to be done. Now, I've shared the story many times before about the Thai company Michelin and how Andre and Edouard, the two Michelin brothers and founders of the company, started the business in the early 1900s in the south of France. They started a tyre company at a time when hardly anyone owned a car. They believed that by starting a magazine known as the Michelin Guide, including interesting places to travel, restaurants to eat at, and maps of the countryside, that people who did own a car would think of Michelin and Michelin alone when it came time to purchase a set of tyres. As fine dining became popular in the 1920s, Michelin sent food critics out to review restaurants, which would end up becoming the Michelin Star, arguably the most coveted ratings and review system for fine dining restaurants in the world. So what has fine dining or a guide like the Michelin Guide got anything to do with selling tyres? Well, everything. Instead of spamming people with product messages and advertising, Michelin believed that by creating content that was helpful, entertaining, and informative, that people who consumed that content would think of Michelin when the time came to buy tyres. And the results? Well, they speak for themselves. Today, Michelin is the largest tyre manufacturer on the planet, with hundreds of thousands of employees and over $1.5 billion profit each year. Michelin are not alone. John Deere, arguably the largest agricultural company in the world, started in a similar fashion. Anyone with children like me will know exactly what a John Deere tractor is. John Deere himself started a magazine in 1884 called The Furrow, whereby he shared helpful tips on how to be a better farmer. The magazine is still going to this day, delivered to 1.5 million farmers in 14 languages and in 40 countries. And in 132 years, John Deere products have been mentioned a mere five times in the Faro magazine. Why? Because John Deere believes still to this day that by adding valuable information, rather than advertising and product messages, that their audience will reward them eventually. Fast forward to the 1950s when TV came along, and for those of you who are familiar with the TV show Mad Men, the era of big tobacco and big company advertising budgets. TV promised a whole new way for marketing and advertising. Rather than spend time creating helpful content and waiting for the audience to buy things from you, suddenly you could put your product messages in front of thousands, possibly millions of people all at once. Companies no longer had to come up with helpful content to sell their products and services. All they needed was a catchy tagline to get someone's attention and it was off to the races, or so brands thought. Today, the media landscape is completely fragmented. Your consumers are no longer just getting advertising from TV, radio, or print like they used to. These days, they're bombarded by advertising messages on thousands of different platforms every day, from social media, Google, direct mail, TV, radio, magazines, newspaper, SMS, email, and many more. 
But not only are you competing for attention against other brands on those channels, you are now competing for attention in the same newsfeed as people's friends, family, and the things they care about most, especially when it comes to social media. Let me repeat that. You're no longer competing for attention against other real estate professionals. You're competing for attention against everything. And this is why so many brands today are going back to how marketing used to be done and taking inspiration from Michelin or John Deere. They are building massive audiences with helpful, educational, entertaining, and informative content. A modern example of a company we're all familiar with is Red Bull. While they are known for selling energy drinks, Red Bull are also known for their extreme sports videos and events. Things like cliff diving and plane racing, motocross and water sports. And who can forget the guy who skydived from the edge of space in 2012? That was a Red Bull-led initiative too. And it generated tens of millions of views on YouTube. Still to this day, it generated a ton of media coverage and social media shares were through the roof. Red Bull is in the business of entertainment, which in turn sells far more energy drinks than any other company in that space. Why? Well, because just like Michelin, just like John Deere, Red Bull knows that cutting through the noise today is harder than ever. All of these companies, almost 100 years apart, trusted that by creating content that added value to people's lives, those people would buy more from them, more often, and pay more for it. Michelin, John Deere, and Red Bull are arguably the most expensive players in their respective markets. This is what content marketing is all about. It's about the art of communicating with your clients and prospects without selling. It's about creating content that people actually want instead of what we typically do in business, which is create advertising that people, well, tolerate. We've shared countless case studies on previous episodes of this podcast and in our workshops of real estate agents and agencies who are dominating their competitors with the same approach of content marketing. It's an approach that's been around for hundreds of years, but only now is it far more relevant than ever. It's an approach that completely changes the conversation from you saying to your consumers, please buy our stuff, to your audience saying, please sell me something. And when we talk about disruption in real estate, this is a business approach that I believe will keep agents and agencies relevant well into the future, while others, the ones who continue to spam people with marketing messages that add minimal, if any, value, well, they'll become irrelevant in a very short space of time. And a quote I'd like to end on this week by good friend of the show and New York Times bestselling author Jay Bayer is this. The difference between helping and selling is just two letters. But those two letters make all the difference in modern business. Well, that's it for me this week. I hope I've hit a nerve with you. Be sure to leave a comment wherever you're reading or listening to this show. And until next week, I'm Josh Cobb. Thanks for tuning in. You've been listening to the Real Estate Pros Podcast. If you'd like to go deeper with your marketing this year, visit digitalmarketingessentials.com.au to learn about our popular upcoming workshops. And until next time, I'm Josh Cobb. Thanks for tuning in. Music